Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jeff Gads, News Radio WRVA. Let me tell you what the real news is in America right now. 100,000 plus people are in Washington, D.C., in the cold, standing shoulder to shoulder to demonstrate their support for Israel. That's the story. That's the actual news, just in case you were interested. I wish I could have been there. Heidi was saying to me, my God, I wish I, I, had I known, I would have gone. I said, well, I knew. I've been getting a number of emails, Facebook messages over the last week or so since this uh, was in the uh, planning stages. And uh, being the holiday season, this is going to be a total cop-out, but I'm, I'm just telling you where I was, where I am, what's going on. Uh, With the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, and the uh, surgical season, Heidi's getting herself a brand new right shoulder. The entire thing. It's like I got to take a couple of days off from work that I hadn't expected to. This is work, by the way. Technically speaking, it's work. I know what you're thinking, Jeff. You're not breaking rocks in the hot sun. You don't even break a sweat doing this. That's true. Uh, but, you know, this this I exchange my labor, such as it is, uh, for these digital credits that I can use for something else. That That's work. So I thought, well, I would love to go to this massive rally in D.C. And then I was reading some of the details. Oh, you're going to have to park a couple of miles away, and you can't go there, and there's going to be limits on Metro. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'll tell people about it. And I want you to know about it. And as I said, unfortunately, not being covered as news. Somehow, someway, a massive demonstration in Washington, D.C. Somehow, someway, not being covered as news. Democrats and Republicans together on the stage to demonstrate clearly for any who would ask that they support Israel. That in and of itself is news. You've got Schmuck Schumer and the new Speaker of the House. Couldn't be more different politically, backgrounds, faiths, and there they are 
together. That's news. And you deserve to know about it. You deserve to know the details. You deserve to know how many people are there. And let me tell you something. It represents a large cross-section of the Jewish community. I've told you about my difficulties with, uh, with my own community. I look at people who will tell you that they are Jews, they're Jewish, they're supporting, and then it is all about this secular left-wing nonsense. No idea of the faith or the religion, or any of it, nothing, nothing. What makes us Jews, they'll tell you, it's, uh, we, we're, we're good left-wing Democrats. That doesn't make you Jewish. That's not what this is about. Not on any level. And yet, that's what we're hearing. That's what we're seeing. And this is, unfortunately playing out in front of a lot of people. I'll give you one one example. We we hear about this wacko group, the quote Jewish Voices for Peace. Make no mistake, there's nothing Jewish about them. It's all about left-wing ideology and what they are. They're supporters of Hamas. You've got uh, you got some other folks. I mean, there are some other folks who are also trying to say, "Oh, oh, we support Israel," but no, there's no but on this one. There's absolutely, positively no but on this one. This is you either stand with Israel or you stand with terrorists. You either stand with Israel or you are standing with Hamas. You've got two choices. Now, some people have chosen to stand with Hamas. I personally happen to think that's disgusting, but it is what it is, right? And so we're seeing it, we're experiencing it. But at this very moment, 100,000 plus people in D.C., to show clearly their support for Israel with no hesitation and no qualifications. And this is the thing that is, well, it's inspiring. It's really neat when you think about it. You have collections of people who do not agree on anything politically. That, that's why it's so powerful, and it ought to be such a huge news story that you have Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Democrats in the Senate, and the Speaker of the House together on the same stage. Think about that. Huge. Instead, we'll, we'll hear some, some nonsense here, some nonsense there. I just want you to be aware of what's really going on. You need to know about this stuff. That's all. Uh, if you'd like to see some of the images, I've posted the images on Facebook. Just go and check out The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. And uh, we can give it a follow while you're over there. That way you don't miss out on anything. And, and a couple of uh, nice notes here. Jeff, wait a minute. You said holidays and you said surgery. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Tell me what's going on. All right, well, let me tell you what's going on. I will, as I always do, 
take off for Thanksgiving, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Got to take off on Wednesday because I got cooking to do. We got a full house this time, and I got a lot of cooking to do. So off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then, you know, would ordinarily be back and get ready for the, uh, uh, the Christmas break later in December. Hanukkah, I'm, I'm okay with. Hanukkah starts at sundown. As much as, as we American Jews would uh, like to believe that Hanukkah is the biggest of all holidays, realistically, it's not. Now, it's not that I don't like I love Hanukkah. I love fried food. Uh, I love donuts. I love fried donuts. Uh, I love candles. I, I gifts. I, I love everything about it. I love the, the, the lesson. The lesson is the Jews won. By the way, that's the lesson of most Jewish holidays. Not all, but most Jewish holidays play out this way. There were bad people trying to kill us. God came along and saved us. And now, let's eat. You know, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but fundamentally, that's, that's just about all of our holidays. Play out the same sort of way. So Hanukkah plays out that way. But in the United States, Hanukkah falls, generally speaking, around the same time as Christmas. Of course, the the Hebrew calendar is a lunar calendar. So you think our dates vary. I'm looking at it going, yeah, well, those dates are the same, but these vary. Well, whatever. Doesn't matter. But I don't normally take off any time for Hanukkah, but I do take off time around Christmas. Because that's when the school vacations are and all of that stuff. Uh, This year... I'm going to have to take off a couple of extra days at the end of November because Heidi is getting this brand new shoulder. And it's her right shoulder. And she is right-handed. And for a few days after the surgery, uh, she will not be able to do anything with her right hand that she would ordinarily do with her right hand. So I will be pressed into service as her right hand and then after that there's 90 days for the date of the surgery 90 days where she will not be able to do any lifting so i am going to be very 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 limited and and that's why i said i i, I would have gone to this uh, this this march in washington i thought no there's so much that's sort of piling up here that i'm trying to get uh, organized and handled and um, I just wanted you to know about the, the holiday. By the way, uh, uh, Jim in Mechanicsville says, Jeff, an elbow to the kidney, an adolescent behavior in front of an NPR reporter is so much more important for us to know. We love you, Jeff. Jim in Mechanicsville. Thank you, Jim in Mechanicsville. I love you, too. By the way, Jim and his wife uh, came to uh, Politics and Pints at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell couple of weeks ago great great people and it, i have to tell you this jim is a luthier he told me that and i thought wait a minute i do know what that is no i do know what that is he makes stringed instruments and i i don't think i've ever met an actual luthier and i had this weird good feeling and i thought man i i they just said you know you ever have one of those things where you think yep there is a uh a connection and I thought well yeah there you go there you go hey Jeff regarding Israel and Hamas why are people saying Israel should stop their operation in the Gaza Strip shouldn't pressure instead be on Hamas to surrender 
If Hamas wanted to save innocent life, they would surrender. The media should put pressure on Hamas to end the war by surrendering. I think that is the narrative that Israel and their supporters should be pushing. I enjoy your show, Stephen Hopewell. Well, the problem with it, Steve, is that we are seeing so many just below the level anti-Semites operating. That's what we're seeing. And there is no other explanation for it. There's no other way to address it. You have so very many, unfortunately, unfortunately, in the uh, ranks of the legacy media, as well as the political ranks, who are they're anti-Semitic. And so they immediately will turn, they'll turn on a dime to voice their contempt for Israel, their dislike of the Jewish people. They, they couch it now. They came up with the term anti-Zionist so that they can hate Jews without actually saying they hate Jews. It's, it, it's brilliant, actually. But it's, it's disgusting on every single level. Now, coming up at uh, 3.35, just about 20 minutes from now, an old friend of mine, Pete Callender. Uh Pete is a rock-solid reporter. I mean, like a real reporter, not like one of these rip-and-read sort of guys. A real, honest-to-goodness reporter. Worked hard as a reporter, then said, you know what? I, I don't want to report on what other people are saying. I want to say stuff. And he is now a talk show host. Absolutely a wonderful, wonderful talent and uh, he's on the air at my old station in Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, apparently, uh, they have been dealing with some pro-Hamas protests there at the old station. So I, I reached out to Pete, and we've got everything uh, worked out. He's going to be with us at 3.35. Tomorrow from Fox News, uh, Greg Jarrett is going to be here. Really, really looking forward to that. It is 3.16, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. 23 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Tuesday. And uh, just texting back and forth with my buddy uh, Tom Leonard over at Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market. Tom's going to be with us tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Germ is uh, working right now to get the uh, the exact time nailed down. Uh, I, I, I sent a text to Tom and said, hey, listen. I'm going to be swinging by the store probably Saturday or Sunday. i got to get my, uh, my Thanksgiving stuff together. And he said, okay, just, just heads up, man. The prices are really up for Thanksgiving. The food prices? And I thought, well, okay, well, I, you know, I'm not happy to hear that, but uh, I'm not about to cancel Thanksgiving. So uh, Tom's going to be with us tomorrow afternoon. But the, here's the thing. Apparently coming down the pike for everybody who likes the, uh, the really great beef a lot of people do the prime rib or, uh, you know, one of those big cuts for Christmas. Guess what? Yeah. All right. But Tom will be here tomorrow afternoon. Looking forward to uh, chatting with him. Now, coming up in a couple of moments, Pete Callender is going to be here. Pete is uh, uh, truly one of the great rising uh, talk show hosts in America. I'd like to take a little bit of credit for that because he was a reporter when I was a talker back there. And he's just a rock-solid guy. Simple as that. He'll be here at 335 because apparently uh, there are some pro-Hamas protests taking place near the radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's appalling. Donald sends a note. Donald, by the way, listens out in Chesapeake. 
And Donald has been part of this program, uh, well, forever. I don't, I don't know when he started listening. And you know what else? He's a big supporter of Stan Andrewski's Saturday show in the garage with Stan Andrewski. So that's pretty cool. But Donald uh, says, Jeff, why is it that the same people who are telling us you have to hate Donald Trump because, you know, he's Hitler, are then out vocalizing all kinds of support for Hamas, which really is operating like Hitler? Isn't that a great question? Right? They want to tell you Donald Trump is Hitler. Now, there's nothing about Donald Trump that's Hitlerian. Not not even remotely close to it. But he's, quote, like Hitler. Then you have Hamas. And the supporters of Hamas saying, you got to gas the Jews. Kill all the Jews. Murder the Jews. And you have Hamas actually murdering the Jews. But somehow, someway, they're good people. Washington, D.C. today, 100,000 people. Democrats, Republicans, Jews, Gentiles, black, white, short, tall, fat, skinny, all out supporting Israel as we speak in Washington, D.C. I'm Yisrael Khan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is 326. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 335. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. The uh, questions about State Senator Gazala Hashmi continue. And uh, despite some people trying to spin it, the question that the candidates have to sign is really very, very clear. Where do you live? Not really subject to a lot of interpretation. Where do you live? Is your residence inside your state senate district? That's the rule here in the Commonwealth. Unlike Congress, where you can pretty much live anywhere you want, you've got to live in your state senate district. And even Gazala Hashmi is not saying, oh, I, 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 I. She's accusing, quote, MAGA extremists of being upset that she won the election. Well, there's no doubt that anybody who's conservative is, is not happy with the results. But that's not the issue. Don't get distracted by that. Tomorrow afternoon, Mike Dickinson will be here, who has become our exclusive on-the-street reporter. He's doing investigative journalism, quite frankly, like nobody else uh, does these days. So Mike will be with us tomorrow. Somebody else who did investigative journalism, like uh, just... Nobody's business. My friend Pete Callender in Charlotte, North Carolina. Pete was truly one of the 
best reporters I ever encountered. Brilliant guy. Uh, transitioned into talk show host. And he is just doing a, a wonderful, wonderful job at my old radio station. I'm so happy and so proud uh, of what he's doing. And uh, we still love Charlotte. But there was some apparently pro-Hamas protesters at the uh, radio and TV station there. And I wanted to bring Pete on to uh, find out a little bit about it. Brother Callender, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I, I'm doing well. You sound uh, fit as a fiddle, as they might say. Well, you know, I, I try with an intro like that. I got a, I don't know, I got a lot to live up to now. Well, that's true. Step up your game, Calendar. Step up and <laughs> tighten up, dude. Uh, I uh, well, I, I'm just being honest with my listeners. I've always been uh, uh, an admirer of your work as a journalist, and appreciate what you're doing as a uh, talk show host. And I, I need you to fill us in. What exactly is going on in Charlotte with some of these 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 protests right now? I think the uh, the technical term for it is dumbassery. I think that's yeah. I'm pretty you sure that learned the something from me, Pete. Oh, I am so <laughs> proud. Yes, yes. Absolutely. No, it's good. it's really good to talk with you. It's been too long. Um, and uh, I mean, I've been watching you uh, on the Facebook uh, and uh, your success up in Richmond. It's fantastic. And uh, I-, I wish you all the best and continued success because I did learn a lot from you uh, and other hosts while I was, uh, you know, hitting the bricks as a young cub reporter uh, at WBT and then uh, ended up uh, going to the mountains for a while in Asheville and now uh, back to Charlotte again. Uh, just, you know, took a couple of ownership changes uh, before I got to come back from time out. That's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. Uh, no, so doing, yeah, so doing great. So it's honest to goodness, what the heck is going on? Dumbassery is a technical term, so you're going to have to explain further for uh, for folks. What the hell is going on there, man? Well, you know, actually, right? You remember Jabril Huff? Oh. The oh, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> so he was the local Islamic Center spokesman, and uh, he's a local activist for all things uh, left wing and uh, Islamic. And um, he apparently sent out a press release um, that said that he was organizing a protest against the radio station um, because of our Israeli propaganda um, and how we've equated all Palestinians to terrorists. And uh, we're, uh, so they were going to come and present their narrative and uh, they were going to speak their truth, right? Uh, which is uh, pretty remarkable because WBT is 15 hours a day of local hosts that right. open up the phone lines. And yep. Jabril Huff, of all people, knows this, right? He has been, he used to be on your show, right? He'd be on the newscasts and stuff. He he was all over the place. So he knows how to get on the air if he wants to tell his truth or yeah. he wants to, you know, make a, a, a positive case for Hamas, which, of course, he says he doesn't do. But then in the next breath, he turns around and says uh, that, you know, well, Hamas, you know, I don't want to, you know, you're being uh, oppressed for so long and, you know, all these types of things might be justified. Uh-huh. And so, of course, there are uh, people on the bullhorn down in front of the station the other night on Friday night, and they're, uh, you know, they're screaming about, you know, from the river to the sea, which is totally not genocidal at all. No, um, no, no, of course not. Not at all. Right. And uh, some of them didn't even know what WBT was. They they had never listened to the station. Uh, they were you know, they just were there because it was a, quote, pro-Palestinian rally. And one of the speakers actually gave an interview to one of our reporters 
um, who was down there. And the guy said that, you know, if you just do your research, you know, if you just research more and, and do actual research, then you'll learn about how, you know, bad Israel is and, and oppressed the Palestinians are. But then he did not know. He had not heard the, the death toll number from October 7th. Wow. And he said that only soldiers were killed on October oh. 7th. Right. Oh, so, but but you need to do the research so you know what the actual issues are about. But he doesn't know anything. He said um, that killing babies is a crime. And when asked, well, does that include the October 7th babies? And he said, no, there were none. There were, th- those were just soldiers. Oh, my God. This is the, that's why I use the technical term, dumbassery, because uh, there isn't any other word to describe it. Now, maybe you could chalk it up to... Uh, uh, to the the Facebook or Google algorithms that just keep pumping people filled with the stories that they want to hear and they already sure. are are clicking on. Yeah. But I think at this point, you know, the the videos are out there, and right. uh, it it really must be remarkable if you are in that that echo chamber in that bubble where you're pro Palestinian and you're simply calling for a ceasefire so Hamas can reload. Um, you know, if you're simply calling for these things. I guess the algorithms aren't giving you the Hamas videos, which is weird to me because it would seem like if you're on board with the Hamas uh, 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 tactics, then it seems like you would get those videos. Like it would, they would be pushing them to you. Like, oh, you, you obviously are part of the nihilistic death cult, so here's some death cult videos for you. It just seems like that way to me. You would think so. You would think, wow, I, these GoPro videos are exactly what you want to see. You, you, you'd like to, you know, relive time and time again uh, all of the heroic actions uh, that your folks have done. Let me tell you something, Pete. On September the 11th, 2001, uh, I had the uh, the PLO ambassador to the United Nations on the air, and I was literally watching on television throughout the morning the celebrations uh, on the West Bank and Gaza, and he sat there and told me, nope, that's not happening. And I said, but I'm, I'm, I'm literally watching it as we speak. You don't understand what you're watching. And I thought, well, now, Mr. Ambassador, with all due respect, it's not that difficult. In fact, it's so simple, even I can understand what's going on when you're throwing candy in the air. And se- nope, nope, it's not happening. So, so this idea of complete and total uh, ignorance uh, of what's happened is, is not unusual. And, and let's, not, let's not kid ourselves. It, it's part of the tactic of advancing right. this, this, this absolutely appalling, deadly uh, thought process that says oh yeah this is this just okay this is it's right the the part of the uh, look i i I completely acknowledge and agree that there is propaganda being churned out by by all sides however many sides there are in the geopolitical environment uh weighing in on this absolutely that being said you cannot deny and anybody who has paid attention to the issue for and i started paying attention after 9-11 myself was when i and i did the I did a seven or a five part series rather on Islam in Charlotte, did all these interviews, actually won awards for it as a reporter. And that's when I uh, started exploring the Israeli-Palestinian issue. And I learned very early on that the component of uh, PR and not just propaganda, but PR. Right. And, and this intersectional argument now has really taken hold in the West. And so uh, the Palestinian uh, argument has been bolstered by it because uh, it views everything through this Marxist view of oppressor and oppressed. And because of that, they fit quite nicely 
in the oppressed category as long as you ignore like half of the story and all of the videos, right? As long as you ignore all that stuff, then we fit very nicely. And as long as we have an entire Western culture that is, you know, uh, riddled with self-hatred and loathing of its history, uh, right. then it, it becomes fertile ground. And it's a, it's a fashion statement now. There are so many people that, that uh, support the Palestinian movement or the Hamas or PLO. They support these entities I- I- indirectly, but they do so out of fashion. They do so because that's the oppressed uh, uh, party as identified by intersectional Marxism. And uh, this has always been the play, which is why they do the human shield. It's why they do, uh, uh, you know, the, the setting up of the, uh, the command and control centers and stuff inside of the hospitals. That's they right. do it in order to uh, win the PR battle. Look at you, you, you bad Jewish people, you killed our children. Like, but you strapped the kids to your chest and invaded my house. And you're shooting at my children. And so what, I'm just supposed to not shoot back? That, your child's death is on you. Because you put your child in that position. That's exact. Oh my God! Spot on, Pete. The the analysis is is so just laser beam focused. There, you're absolutely correct. And uh, this idea of the PR campaign, and it's a great PR campaign. If you just want to step back and say, okay, yeah. uh, how do you conduct it? An, an effective uh, propaganda operation. How do you how do you uh, perpetrate a PR campaign that will fool a lot of people? And then. Look, we are, as you know, we're burdened with so many happily useful idiots on our side. And mm-hmm. virtue signaling by wearing the uh, the PLO keffiyeh has become, as you said about other things, it's a fashion statement. And that's mm-hmm. all that it is. There's nothing more discussed. There's nothing analyzed. Like, hey, I'm going to put this on. I'm supporting freedom for Palestine. Okay, well, uh, you could wear a different coat if you'd like, a uh, coat of many colors perhaps. But the reality is there's some real layers here and you doing that does nothing except support people who have perpetrated un unspeakable evil and uh, i'm just i'm proud of you pete for uh for okay. doing what you're doing there so is there any 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 sense that this is going to happen again or is this a one-off uh i yeah i i don't know it look you and i both know that what makes talk radio powerful is that people can come can come on and have conversations and disagreements arguments and debates right and that's why i suspect they don't call in that's why what they did was simply an intimidation mob right that's what they attempted to do in order to get us all of us hosts to not talk about it or to only talk about it the way they want it talked about Mm -hmm. uh and you know look i've had i've had i've been doing uh, the hosting now for like a decade i've had a lot of death threats uh, from way more credible parties than than this. So, no, I'm not going to stop talking about it. And, like, I said this from the very beginning after uh, October 7th, I have moral clarity on this issue. There really isn't any argument for me. It doesn't matter the 50, 70-year, whatever, prior history. It doesn't matter at this point. You know, you guys, uh, if, if and I say you, like the Hamas people, mm-hmm. if you're going to do what you did, then you have asked for the war. And now you've got it. And you were there were, there were diplomatic efforts made before. Those were not undertaken, and so you chose war, so this is what war is, and it's hell, and it's awful, and so many innocent people are going to die, and I am, I am sad about that, but I'm not going to tell people that, oh, no, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. They're in, they have an existential threat on their border. They're going to do what they're going to do. That's their country. They're going to get to do it, and that's, and that's my view on it, and 
uh, and they don't the the people that were marching against us, you know, they, they don't like that. But if you don't like it, call into the show and we'll have a disagreement. We'll we'll discuss it. But I'm not going to I'm not going to bend the knee when you come to my front yard and start screaming about how I'm some propagandist or I'm a I'm a Zionist or a colonizer or whatever fancy words you want to apply to it. Again, moral clarity. Like when you uh, you know when you kidnap uh, uh, elderly women and children, you put babies in ovens and rape their mothers. Like no, I, there's there, we're done talking. It's over. That's right. Well, Pete, listen, man. Stand tall. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I again, I am so proud of the great talk show host that uh, that you have become over the last uh, ten years or so. Always. Well, you're tr- very, you're very oh, no, kind and you're very this. humble. I didn't even know how to talk before I met you. Well, and so, a little known fact: Jeff taught me how to speak. So. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, I, I was a longtime admirer of your work as a journalist, a real solid reporter, and you brought the same degree of integrity uh, to the talk show world. You're a funny guy. You're a smart guy. You're doing this job. And, and I, all kidding aside, and don't you don't say anything. I'm not blowing smoke. I am super, super proud of well, all likewise. that you were doing, everything you have accomplished, my friend. I really am. Same to you, Jeff. I really, I, I loved our time working together, and I, like I said, I've been watching and following you ever since, and so I'm, I'm super proud of what you're doing up there as well. Thank you, my friend. That is Pete Callender. Pete is one of the uh, great talk show hosts in America. He's based at uh, my old radio station, WBT, in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a wonderful radio station. It's a great community. Make no mistake, Charlotte and Mecklenburg County and uh, uh, some of the northern counties in South Carolina. Uh, Pete is doing a great job in the fact that he's standing up. And you'll notice what Pete did, even in just a couple of moments he was here. Pete has the facts at his disposal at his command consistently and so people can protest out outside that station all they want they are not going to win a debate or an argument with pete because pete is on the right side of things jeff katz news radio wrva Three fifty-four. jeff katz news radio wrva i i really do like pete that came through or not i am Oh, I'm at a point in my life where I can look at uh, folks coming up behind me. I always said below me, and I don't mean it that way, but just in terms of uh, age. I, I can look at people and think, yeah, I remember when they were such and such. And, and, and in Pete's case, when he was a little baby cub reporter. Oh, they were so, he's so cute. Kind of give him chips and stuff. Uh, what a really smart dude. Oh, brilliant guy. And then he wanted to do talk radio. And he went and he was up in uh, Asheville, North Carolina for a couple of years, kind of kind of honing the craft a little bit. And then he got to go back to the big station, WBT, in Charlotte. And he's doing a great job. He really is. I'm, I, I'm just so proud of him. And it gives me hope. It inspires me. When I look around and think, well, okay, there are some people who are coming up. Talk radio is a very, very bizarre profession, as you've probably figured out. And uh, there are those who are saying it's just being replaced. It's being replaced, Jeff. Everybody's just doing a podcast, and that's all it is. That's not entirely true, but there's a part of it that's true. So when I see folks, I don't want to say guys, when I see folks who are stepping up to the plate and say, hey, let let me get in on this. And then I like to be able to say, you know, I had a small part in that. I'm able to do that for a lot, 
lot of radio people as I look around. I, I guess that's one of the functions of getting older, right, or of having done something for a long time. You can sort of puff out your chest and say, yeah, uh, I helped him. I helped him a little bit. Hey, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, uh, we'll, we'll visit with Piers Morgan, sort of, kind of, because he's got a, a very interesting discussion that I need you to hear all about, again, Hamas. And make no mistake, if you are not with Israel, you're with Hamas. That's it. And I got a really disturbing letter from some guy named Mike. And I will, well, I'm going to address that as well. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., my dear friend John Reed is going to be here. Please do not be late for John's show. It is 356. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It's a Tuesday afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon, Greg Jarrett from Fox News is going to be with us. Looking forward to that. Uh, if you missed my chat with United States Senator Katie Britt, you find it online at WRBA.com. What an absolute delight. I, I'm, I'm just telling you, every once in a while, you, you, you chat with somebody or you meet somebody, interact with somebody, go, oh, my God. What a super cool person. That's that's how I felt chatting with the U.S. Senator Katie Britt. And, and I'm very happy to say, very happy to say, she's, uh, she's agreed to come on the air again. We'll get her on before Christmas. There are a couple of things that, as we head into the Christmas season, uh, you need to be aware of. I always talk about presents, right? Talk about books, especially. There's the Jeff Katz Book Club over at uh, thejeffkatzshow.com. Thejeffkatzshow.com. Books that uh, that I've read that I think are worth reading, that I think are worth having, um, either in your library or in your library and giving them to somebody. Our buddy John Burkett, you know, did a, a, a great series uh, that, uh, well, it's, uh, i tell you what, go to the book club. Look for the John Burkett book. He and Steve Neal wrote a wonderful book. I think they were still working on uh, book number two in that series. And uh, you got to get it. Simple as that. Okay. I mentioned Piers Morgan. You know Piers Morgan, right? British uh, commentator, talk show host, reporter. I don't know exactly what his official title is these days, but he does a lot of talk show television, chat TV. And I I just want you to hear one exchange it's it's a little longer than some of the stuff we usually play but but just take a listen to this germ if you would please uh, the peers piece can we have a discussion can you call them a terrorist can we have a discussion can you call them a terrorist is it possible to have a rational discussion are you with prepared you? to call is hamas it possible a terror group is it possible to have a rational you can't, discussion can you? with you is it possible come on answer that you question can't, can you? you answer it no it's my okay. show you answer my question well, let are, me... hamas, you are, the... are hamas a terror group listen can i are they a terror group Piers, can I speak? Answer the question. Can I speak? Are they a terror group? Piers, can no, no. If you let me speak, Are I'll they say, a terror group? If you'll let me speak, Piers. I'll say something. Go on, then. A ceasefire means both sides. You said that. Are they a terror group? Listen, I said that because Are they that a terror is group? part of the process. Are they a terror and group? And will ha- Can we go... Why can't you say it? Piers, can we go through what 
ought to be happening. Just answer my question. Why do you think are Hamas most a terror nations group? in the world are calling for a ceasefire? Are Why Hamas a terror group? Come on, answer that. Answer are, me. No, you've got it's not so many, your show. You've got so many opinions. Why should I answer yours when you won't answer mine? Why do you give out your opinions all day and every day? Are Hamas, and you don't like it are when Hamas somebody a ter- it back on Are Hamas a terror group? Yes or well, no? You won't, let, you won't like it when somebody yes pushes no. back on you. What I've said is... I've asked you two questions. Should Hamas stay in power and are they a terror group? You're refusing to answer either. Of them. They that is very telling. They and you wonder, it's not very and you wonder why not, people think you had a problem not with Jewish people. At all, right? What is you very wonder. telling is your inability to keep quiet for 30 seconds yeah. to allow anybody I, to answer a on question. On my show, I ask people questions. You shout norm- at people. Normally, they answer them. I, you shout at people. I, no, I no, only do. when they won't answer the question. I, no, you shout at people all the you've time. Deliberately not, you've Piers, deliberately not answered my question. Piers, I've explained to you how to get rid of a mass. You, Are they a terror group, Len? Uh, of course. The Thank terror, you. Why can't you say well, that? Hang on, hang on. You've answered it. It, uh, <laughs> now it goes on and on. The, uh, the guy who won't answer the question is Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn was the leader of the Labour Party. He was just, just a half step away from being prime minister at some point, and he is a stone-cold Jew hater. Simple as that. He is a vicious, vicious anti-Semite. But nonetheless, he was the leader of the Labour Party for for quite some time. The Labour Party kicked him out, by the way. So three cheers for some of the people in the in the UK's Labour Party who said, "Oh, look, you just hate Jews." And and you could hear him and see him, imagine him dancing around around. If you want to see the whole thing, it's over at uh, the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. It's such a simple question. It is such a simple question. Is Hamas a terrorist group? Or as the Brits would say, are Hamas a terrorist group? Well, of course they are. That, that's the easy one. Is the sky blue? Yeah. Jeff, are you wearing socks? Yes. Jeff, do you know how to uh, dance uh, the Nutcracker? These are not, uh, is Hamas a terror group? Yes. I mean, these are all the real simple questions. Simple questions. And Jeremy Corbyn will not, will not agree with the, the fact and evidence, which is that Hamas is a terrorist organization. He can't do it. He won't do it. And you need to understand that. You need to understand who these anti-Semites are, who these Jew haters are right now. Their latest thing, of course, is, oh, uh, well, we just want a ceasefire. It's a humanitarian ceasefire. It is? Yeah. What is it? What, what will it allow to happen? Well, fuel and food. Well, you know that's coming anyway. Well, yeah, but, 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 but. Now, the ceasefire that they desire would allow Hamas to regroup and rearm. That's what it would do. There can be no ceasefire. And the fact that useful idiots around the world say, oh, I just want a ceasefire because ceasefires are good. You know, ceasefires are good, Jeff. Are they? Yeah. Well, you know, during a ceasefire, there's nobody, uh, nobody shooting. Mm. You know, that's, that's not exactly true, and I'll tell you why. Because there was a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas on October the 6th. 
do you know what Israel had done? They complied with the rules of the ceasefire. You know what Hamas did? They invaded Israel and slaughtered 1,400 innocent people. They raped every woman they could find, regardless of the age, regardless of the mental capacity. There were all sorts of disabled women who were raped. There were grandmothers who were raped in front of their families. And I don't know why, but uh, there's so many stories coming out about how the rapists from Hamas cut the breasts off these women while they were alive, of course. And they were tossing them around like it was a ball, like they were balls. I mean, it's just the, the, the depraved nature of these savages is just absolutely off the chart. But then you have major leaders saying, oh, well, we can't describe them as terrorists. No, no, we just need a ceasefire. We'll, we'll get a ceasefire. Everything will be good. It's, 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 it's disgusting. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. It's just thoroughly disgusting. All right. Uh, quick reminder, tomorrow is Wednesday, which means uh, Mike Dickinson is going to be here. Mike does our investigative reporting on this program. Does a great job, by the way. And this this is such an interesting one because the Ghazala Hashmi matter uh, brings two people together who, in all candor, don't really like each other. Uh, Mike Dickinson and, and Hayden Fisher, who was the candidate, they do not like each other. Not at all. But they're in agreement on this issue. We're all in agreement. Those of us who follow the rule of law, those of us that are concerned about people lying, committing felonies as they run for office, this is another one of those simple questions. Where do you live? Do you live in the, what is it, $600,000 house you've had in Midlothian since 1999? Or do you live in this teeny-weeny apartment that nobody apparently has ever seen you visit? Which is in the new district. I mean, I don't know. You got to investigate this. And this is a matter that has two avenues of prosecution, as I understand it. Avenue number one is actually the attorney general of our beloved Commonwealth. So the next time Jason Miyares is on, we'll have to ask him about that. Avenue number two, I would think, would be in Chesterfield County. That the Commonwealth's attorney down there in Chesterfield County would have to look into this matter. Because the crime, if there is one, would have been committed within her jurisdiction, Chesterfield County. So we will see exactly which way that goes. It is 414 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 421 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Tuesday. And I'm taking a look. I told you I'm in a couple of these goofy Facebook chat groups. And some of them are goofier than others. And I, I keep thinking if I had the time, I would get out of them or block them. But now I'm thinking I'm actually kind of happy that I stayed in this one. I, I don't really do much other than read it. But uh, it's a Jewish RVA one. And a lot of times I, I, I come across these left-wing political things like, oh, God. But today... It's about the march in D.C. And uh, one woman 
is posting here. I won't give it any personal information, but one woman was posting that she said uh, her partner. Now, I don't know if that's like the modern term for boyfriend or girlfriend or business partner, whatever it was. But it says my partner linked the live stream on Reddit talking about the the march in is uh, for Israel in D.C. and said his account was permanently banned by Reddit. Someone else put up uh, images of the march and talked about it and said they got a Facebook, quote, inappropriate post warning. I mean, this is nuts. To think that actually sharing information about a, a march. By the way, you notice what this one is? It's not mostly peaceful with stores on fire in the back as a result of arson from the thugs of BLM and Antifa. This is all peaceful. 100,000 people marching in D.C. right now to support Israel in their battle against murderous, terroristic savages. There's no other way to describe the killers in, in Hamas except the savages. This is barbaric. We've heard the phrase barbarians at the door. Well, these barbarians were in your living rooms. These barbarians came into your homes, raped your grandmother, slaughtered your daughter. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But here it is, and it's playing out as we speak. So you take a look at that march in D.C. 100,000 people. Take a look who's up on that stage, by the way. Leading Democrats and leading Republicans. And you'd better stand up and say, good for you guys. Good for you guys. We support that. I don't care which way you uh, would like to vote or not vote or anything else, but when you have leaders of both parties in the House and the Senate standing up there and agreeing on this one thing, you have to stand up and, and fight back against terrorists. This is, this, this is good. This is positive. This is inspiring. Again, to look at 100,000 people, you see no fights, you see no riots, you see no acts of arson or vandalism. That's what you saw last week with the pro-Hamas crowd. That's what you're seeing with those who are supporting Hamas around America. Vandalism, assaults and batteries. Elderly Jewish man in Los Angeles gets hit by a Palestinian college professor. He gets hit in the head with a, with a megaphone. He dies. The news people report, oh, he died when he hit his head. He, he must have tripped. He didn't trip. Watch the flipping video. It's right there. Cowards in the news media, in the ranks of the legacy news media, uber leftists to their core, anti-Semites, many of them, covering, covering for Hamas. I mean, I'd love to tell you that I'm surprised. I really would. I'd love to tell. Oh, it comes as a shock. It doesn't come as a shock, which may be shocking to you. I've seen this and done this far too long. I understand what goes on. We'll talk a little bit more about that very, very serious matter involving this uh, state senator, Ghazala Hashmi. And a letter from, I think his name, yeah, Mike. Mike sends me a note and, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it with you right around 5 o'clock. You'll 
be a little taken aback by what it is that Mike says. Special Lieutenant Jan McTurnham Blue Friday Honor Program. It's going to happen this Friday. Why? Because next Friday, while it is the final Friday of the month, is also the day after Thanksgiving. And let's face it, uh, most of us are going to be otherwise occupied. I'm not even going to be here. So uh, this Friday, a very special November presentation of our Lieutenant Jan McTurnham Blue Friday Honor. Make sure you're here for that. And also make sure you're here first thing in the morning for John Reed and uh, Gary Hess, who does a great job on the news. That all begins at 6 a.m. Uh, my friend Craig Peterson will join us at 435. Get the very latest from the uh, the tech world and how to stay safe in it. It is 427. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 434, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Tuesday. I remind you that uh, Greg Jarrett from Fox News is going to be with us tomorrow. Really, really looking forward to uh, to that. we got some great stuff coming up as we uh, head into the holiday season. we got three biggies coming. Well, four, no, 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 four biggies, right? Uh, we've got Thanksgiving, a couple of days. My uh, bird brining recipe uh, will be shared with you uh, soon, I promise you. Uh, Hanukkah uh, starts on December the 7th. We've got Christmas, December the 25th. And then we've got uh, New Year's Day on uh, January the 1st this year. So that'll be pretty well, next year, actually. So we've got four big holidays coming up. There's going to be a lot of folks getting new hardware, right? You're going to get a new computer, new laptop, new phone. Uh, a lot of people uh, spending time online that uh, perhaps uh, don't usually spend time online. They're going to be really, really subject to all sorts of bad things. And my friend, Craig Peterson, can help them out, help you out, as we uh, chat with Craig each and every Tuesday. We talk about uh, some of the risks and how you protect yourself. Craig, I appreciate you being here as always, my friend. Hey, thanks very much. And, you know, uh, what you were just talking about is the lead to my newsletter this week. Well, there you have it. See, we are on the same wavelength. I got news for now. That may scare you, but it makes me very happy. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's what you can do. If you're out shopping, if you're going online, if you're a business person trying to get online, you have to take the name of the website and turn it into a number, known as an IP address. Now, uh, I don't know about you, Jeff, but I can't remember the IP addresses of the websites I go to. No. So I type in their names, right? Is that what you do? That's exactly what I do. In fact, I oftentimes just leave the tabs up because, you know, that makes it easier for me and it keeps the hackers out. Yeah, there you go. Why make why make a broader attack surface, right? It's That's never right. going to help. Uh, so, so here's here's the trick. That name translation from the name you type in Amazon.com, Walmart, Target, whatever it might be. That name translation is called DNS. And that's been around for quite a long time on the Internet. Well, I remember way back when we used to have to remember those Internet addresses. We put them into host files and all of that wonderful oh. stuff. But you don't have to do that anymore. No. So here's the good, good news. Yeah. There are some free, what are called DNS filters available out there. Now, the one I recommend the most is called OpenDNS. It's O-P-E-N-D-N-S. Mm-hmm. .com. It's by okay. Cisco. They have a paid version called Umbrella. Um, but that's the one I recommend. My newsletter talks about a couple of others. But here's how it works. 
You set up your name server, your DNS for your home network, your business, or even your own personal computer to use OpenDNS's name servers. What happens now is when it says, what's Amazon.com's email, or I should say internet address, it'll go ahead and give it the correct internet address. But here's the big trick, because any DNS server should do that for you, and that is they're filtered. So let's say you click on an advertisement, and that advertisement's trying to take you to a hacker's website, to a bad guy, to a hoser that's oh, out there. Okay. What will happen is it'll ask OpenDNS, hey, take me to internetbadguys.com. And at that point, it'll say, wait a minute, this is a bad website. We know it's bad. We know that website is used by hackers. It's used by ransomware to control your computer. We're not going to let you go there. So it'll protect you from some 90% of all of these nasty ransomware scams and other phishing scams that are out there just by changing your DNS. That's why it's so important. That's why it's number one lead in my newsletter this week. Okay, now, now, Craig, uh, number one, I want everybody to get your newsletter. They go to craigpeterson.com, and they sign up there. It's free of charge, but I always... I always have to ask you to think about folks like me who are not necessarily Luddites, but, you know, we get a little confused. So is it is it something to, to use this DNS sort of address book, this folder that you're talking about? Is it easy for someone like me, or am I going to really be puzzled? No, they, they make this fairly easy. And I, I'll tell you what, Jeff, for anyone that has any questions, I'll freely and gladly answer any emails. I can send you step-by-step instructions. If you just okay. email me, me, at craigpeterson.com, I'd be glad to do it. But it is designed to be pretty easy, ultimately, here, Jeff. Okay. And it's absolutely free. And believe me, when I say it's going to protect you from 90% of the bad stuff, when you're out there shopping or even normal day-to-day or business stuff, I'm serious. The stuff's incredible. And I, I, did I say it's free? You did mention it's free, but mention it again. My God, it is free. That's that's. <laughs> I, I think yeah, that's fantastic. Is. Yeah, it, it. This is the best thing you can possibly do. It. It can be confusing. I get it. And I, again, just email me m e at craigpeterson dot com. Ask your question, and I'll answer it. My wife or one of my people will answer it for you, because uh, this is the 90% solution in a box right there. All right. Now, you talk about 90%, and that's not bad, especially when we're talking about uh, web threats. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's always that last 10% that gets really difficult or very expensive, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's other things that you can do. And I, I've been in my newsletter every week pointing out some of those things and, and how to do it. And, in fact, if you click through this week's newsletter, and it, this article is titled, Two Things Just Got Easier for Small Business to Protect Themselves from Hackers. It isn't just about small business. This is free. Home users can use it. But if you click through, I've actually got step-by-step instructions on what to do and how to do it. But again, I'm happy to answer anybody's emails about anything cybersecurity related. All right. I remind everybody, Craig Peterson is joining us. Craig is kind enough to join us every Tuesday afternoon. We uh, uh, explore not just the free newsletter, which you do need to sign up for, craigpeterson.com, craigpeterson.com. 
Uh, when we talk numbers, Craig, let me uh, let me throw something out there to you. Ninety percent security with this. What is the highest? If if I realistically, I'm sitting here with a laptop. I've got my tablet over there. I got my phone. Is 90% security in the cyber world about as good as I'm going to get, or is it better? Is it possible to be better? Now you, can, you can get better, but, you know, reality, again, that last 10%, right? The reality is if there's a wire on it, you can probably break into it. Now, if you're using punch cards on, a, <laughs> on an old mainframe and you're feeding those card decks in and yeah. – up them it's such a pain okay um and then you're probably okay because there's there's no internet connection but other than that there's just be careful i i got a again a ticket filed by a customer just today and it was oh my gosh this is from the owner of the business and blah blah but it, i don't know i asked him he said he didn't send it has his account been hacked oh. which that's such a common question that right. that i get from pretty much everybody out there um, but the next thing you can do is kind of just hover your mouse over the from address in those emails. Just okay. take your mouse, put it right over top of that, let it sit there. And it might have your boss's name in there, so it's from your boss. Right. Uh, but in reality, if you hover over it, you'll see it, it, it isn't the boss's email address. It's the boss's name. And then today it was like xy point <laughs> something or other at gmail.com. Wait a minute, right? Craig. That so is my boss. <laughs> immediately, you know, it isn't the boss, right? Yeah. So we're now at about 95%. Okay. If you do that okay. with the emails you get, that's yeah. huge right wow. there. And again, the last part of it is kind of an automated, the last 5 10%. Yep. But uh, in reality, it just be very, very cautious now, people are going to get my newsletter, and there's going to be links in there. Okay. And the big question there is the same thing, Jeff. Should you click on those links? And the answer to that is, if you have one of these DNS filters in place, you're better than 90% protected. Okay. So, yeah, do click on the links in my newsletter, right? <laughs> and every once in a while I get an email from somebody saying, was this legitimately you? Were you really talking about methane in the atmosphere? Okay. Um, and I'll say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, again, be glad to answer those emails. But okay. just do those two things, Jeff. And okay. you can protect your whole family that way. Yeah. If you want to, by the way, with the open DNS, Jeff, you can sign up for a family package, which oh. lets you automatically not just reject the Internet bad guys, right. but it lets you block access to some of them underbelly of the Internet that you don't want your kids going to and, and you don't want to have popping up either. And, and the fees are just incredibly low. But that's an add-on you can do if you'd like. Wow. Okay. I... Man, I like that. Would I now? This is just hypothetical, uh, Craig. Would I be able to block my wife's access to Easy Spirit shoes online? <laughs> you could. You I could. could. Then you'd okay. Need, you'd need a Cisco umbrella or another piece of software to do that. Well, but yeah, you you could. And with the family plan, I think there's a high enough one that you can get very very specific. You could even block Zappos if you wanted to. 
yeah, I like the way this is going, and and I think the investment actually would work out. My ROI would be better on that than the uh, the actual purchase of shoes. So I I think that's oh, good. Jeff, well, Craig, as how much always, money she saves. Yeah, right. I, she was telling me yesterday that if we bought a television, we could save two thousand uh, dollars. It would cost us three thousand yeah. dollars, but then we would save two. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't quite understand it. But uh, let me ask you: as we head closer to the holidays, could you put together for us? And you may be doing it for your newsletter already, but could you put together for us maybe some tips or tricks? that uh, our listeners are going to be more susceptible to as they are going online to, to purchase things in addition to open DNS? You got it. Okay. It's the most dangerous time of the year. It, it certainly is. Well, Craig, I appreciate you being here. CraigPeterson.com, CraigPeterson.com. And, and what do they do to get that free newsletter again? CraigPeterson.com slash? You can do slash subscribe, but so many people had problems with that. Oh. And now if you just go to CraigPeterson.com, it's on the homepage. It's right there. Can't do anything else. All right. I love it, Craig. I appreciate <laughs> you being here, my friend. Be well. That Bye-bye. is Craig Peterson. He, he's just the best of the best. You want to talk about a decent guy. And that newsletter, uh, he's not joking when he says it is absolutely free of charge. And I'm telling you, if I can understand the stuff, if I can make the stuff work with my technical equipment then you can do it with yours honest to goodness it's that straightforward and, and craig is just such a good guy to join us every week craig peterson.com craig peterson.com 446 jeff katz news radio wrva 453 jeff katz news radio wrva it's uh tuesday afternoon yes yes it is it's tuesday afternoon and um tomorrow yep we'll get wednesday and that's going to be the day that uh, greg jarrett from uh a fox news joins us looking forward to uh chatting with him he's got a new book out by the way which uh be part of our conversation to be sure but uh really really excited about having greg jarrett uh hop on the show i think that's going to be a good deal of fun uh, a couple of other things that uh have come across the uh, the desk here in the last couple of moments i've got this email and i i do feel compelled to share it with you it's uh, jeff at the jeff jeff at the jeff uh, but the the email, it's disturbing. It's a guy named Mike. Now, I, I, I don't know Mike. He says he, he likes the show most of the time, not all the time. Well, that's okay. I, I don't have any problem with that. Listen, if you listen every day and, and, and you love every single solitary thing that's said, then you're probably not paying attention. Right? None of us have 100% agreement with anyone else. We just don't. Anybody who's married understands this. You get married, you will never, ever, ever have 100% agreement with, with your spouse. I don't care how much you love them. I don't care how much you are willing to, to step in front of a bus to save them. Right? I would, I would step in front of an oncoming bus if it would save my kids or my wife or but it doesn't mean I agree with him 100% of the time. So, so when you say you don't agree all the time, that's fine. But it's, it's this undercurrent in this note that's really disturbing for Mike. And so we're going to address it uh, right around 5.05. And I just got some wonderful, 
wonderful news for my friend Tony Pham. Now, you know Tony. Tony's been with us a million times. Uh, Tony is uh, former director of ICE, uh, superintendent of, uh, of a jail. I mean, he, 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 assist, well, assistant commonwealth attorney, was the attorney for the Richmond City Justice Center. Anyway, Tony just sent me the most important news that I've seen in forever. It has nothing to do with illegal immigration. It has nothing to do with law enforcement. He was able to track down the McRib. It's back, baby. The McRib has returned. Now, you remember uh, the McRib had been uh, done away with. They said, that's it. Never again will there be a McRib. And if you're one of those, well, Jeff, it's, it's not good. or is that? I understand exactly what it is. And I know there's not really a part of any animal called the McRib. I got it. And I know actually the meat itself, boy, I I eat them and I'm thinking this is a science project gone astray, but I don't care. It's one of the few times I actually get out to Mickey D. So I, I, I appreciate the info from Tony that the McRib has returned. I'm going to have to start a mission to do that. The other time I go is for the... Uh, uh, the Shamrock Shakes in uh, in March. That's about it. So anyway, tomorrow morning, my friend John Reed will be here. You will need to be listening to John. It's always a great show with John. Of course, it starts out on the right way with Gary Hess, who's just such a rock-solid professional news guy right there at 6, and then you just flow so smoothly into John Reed's program. It's 457, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRPA. Five oh five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA, Tuesday evening. Got a couple of uh, cool nights, but uh, later this week it'll be seventy degrees again. I love it. Look, I love it. Texting with uh, a buddy of mine, high school friends. Joe actually retired out of the Air Force, and great guy. But uh, I'm sitting here. I'm getting all my Christmas cards together and my uh, Hanukkah cards. Uh, I am very proud to say I'm always the first one to get them out. Day after Thanksgiving, my stuff's in the mail. It has and It's been that way for years. Sounds crazy, I know. But I'm going through the list. I'm going, oh, my God, I don't have his address. I don't have his address. So I, I sent him a text. Hey, I'm just updating my phone. I don't have your, my, your address. Can you send that to me? Oh, and how, how are you all doing? So oh, we're okay. We're in Aruba right now. And I'm thinking... And then he says, "Oh, how are you?" I'm thinking, "Well, I'm okay. I'm I'm not I'm not Aruba good, but you know, be 70 here later this week. That's pretty good." Tomorrow, Greg Jarrett from Fox News will be here. That's going to be a a, a very very uh, enjoyable and informative time. I want to share this email with you. Jeff at thejeffcatshow.com is the uh, email address that works. <laughs> Jeff at thejeffcatshow.com. Uh, and he, he titles this, You Are Not Them. All right, I don't know exactly what he's talking about. He says, can you really say they tried to and they want to kill us? Hmm. All right, interesting question. You are not there, and they are killing them, not you. While you share the faith, now I finally understand what it is that he's talking about. He's talking about the murders that have taken place in Israel, the innocent Jews slaughtered by the uh, terrorists, the murderers of Hamas. 
He says, while you share the faith, your comments of them wanting to kill us falls short for me. Enjoy your show, but you lean too far with this and anything law enforcement related. Hmm. All right. Well, Mike, uh, number one, thank you very much for listening. Or thank you very much for taking the time to, uh, to send me an email. Maybe we're we're not right together, really. And it's uh, it's not me; it's you. Or I mean, it's not you; it's me. I'm leaning into this too much. I'm not them. Except, Mike, I am them. Except, Mike, what's going on in Israel? What's going on in Gaza? Is an effort to kill the Jews. It's not all that complicated. Once again, it's, it's so simple to understand that even I can understand it. I sit here in the plaque shack. It's me and Pixie the Wonder Dog, my executive producer, a, a, a 10-pound chihuahua with a mohawk. And even with the two of us, I'm still not the brightest guy in the room, but even I can understand this, Mike. When someone says to you, I want to kill you, there's not a lot of context. It's not a lot of subtext. And when they actively engage in killing you, the plural you, then you understand they really do want to kill you. And no question here. There's no equivocation. There's no moral equivalency on any of it. It's really straightforward. If this were about a disagreement with the Prime Minister of Israel. Because Bibi Netanyahu is conservative. Despite the assertions of some, he's, he's not some uh, hard right guy. He's mainstream conservative. But okay. If you want to disagree with him politically, all right, then I'll say I'm on the other side of that. You, you can be on your side. I, I am uh, Team Likud, have been uh, since I was a little kid. But this is not a disagreement with Bibi Netanyahu. It's not a disagreement with any of the parts of the Israeli government. It is a fundamental belief that Jews should not live where they're living, but it's bigger than that. It's part of a fundamental belief that Jews simply should not live. From the river to the sea is the battle cry of the... Hamas terrorists, the PLO, the Fatah terrorists, it's all the same. And it is about killing every Jew between the river and the sea and taking that land. That's what it is. Now, I understand that. And I understand that while I am not Israeli, I sure as hell am Jewish. And I've seen this before, Mike. And the reason that I lean into it, as you say, now you say I lean into it too much. Well, I don't think I can lean into it too much. This is a full frontal assault on me and my family. Remember where the Nazis started? We talked about it just the other day, the anniversary of Kristallnacht. 
And I got great reports, by the way, from people who went out to the uh, uh, the Crystal Knock commemoration with uh, Congressman Rob Whitman. And and as crazy as it sounds, I specifically didn't go this year because it was going to be packed. And I thought, no, let me let me re- leave room for some other folks. I mean, thankfully, it was it was very very heavily attended. But uh, we just talked about Crystal Knock the other day. It's the eighty fifth anniversary, and we're seeing it again. And I, I will tell you, where it started was not by saying, we're going to slaughter every Jew, we're going to slaughter every gay person, we're going to slaughter uh, every uh, gypsy. Now we would say Romany. And, and, and the Nazis talked about homosexuals, I guess now we would say gay. And they talked about the Jews, and now we would say, the Jews! That hasn't changed. So, they didn't start that way. They started out by saying, um, there's some people that are not really contributing to society. And they're, they're like a, a constant drain and draw on society. So, we should get rid of them. Oh, and, and they're... their quality of life is not really all that high. So, we, you know, for their own good, should get rid of them. See, the, the Nazis started out by targeting the disabled. And the Nazis said, oh, well, it's not really a human life we're taking. Because, you know, they, they can't walk or they can't talk or their brain is not functioning right or their, their limbs are not functioning right. You know, it's, it's and, and really, it's for their own good. It's a choice. It's just a choice. And that's where they started. And then once the society had a taste of that, and, and there were all sorts of leading German intellectuals making the argument on behalf of doing away with the, the handicapped. Again, now we would say disabled. But once people kind of sort of said, well, that's, you know, it's their choice. It's just a choice. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. I mean, those 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 folks. I mean, we're not really people. They already explained they're not really people. But you know, they're they're they, they can't be happy because their life is not the same as mine. And then they're never going to read a book. They're never going to write a book. And man, we got to pay for them forever. So it's really just best for all of us. And then when the Nazis came back and said, "Hey," um, you know, there's some other groups of people that are just not really pulling their weight. You know, we'd be better off if we just, you know, got rid of them. And you have to understand, I mean, you're, you're smart. You're, you're a German intellectual. You're amongst the smartest people alive at that time. You're, you're pulled into this. I mean, and you're already on board. With the whole, the disabled folks got to go. So what's next? Well, you know, those Jews are ruining everything for us. If it weren't for them, we'd be a wealthy nation. It, it has nothing to do really with World War I uh, or the Kaiser. It was, it was the Jews. The Jews did this. And, and, and it's, it's the Jews. And if we, well, you know, we just get rid of the Jews. We manage the Jewish problem. 
it'll be all okay. And, and and listen, we're you know we're not doing anything bad. We're we're just relocating them. We're taking them to these camps. And people think a camp? Oh, it's not. It has uh, it has the woods you'll be walking through and a tent you'll be spending some time in and all the rest of that. And and we know. Dachau, Buchenwald. Right, those were the camps. And, and listen, while we're, we're, we're on the, the bandwagon here, we're filling up these cattle cars. Well, I mean, you know, the cattle cars, look, it's a very short ride. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You're filling up the cattle cars and you're filling up with Jews. But listen, these homosexuals, whew, you got to do something about them, too. They're ruining stuff. Well, well what do you say? I mean, look, they're not going to... You know, they're not going to be married and have children, and they're, they're, obviously they're not really contributing, and blah, 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 blah. It's all the same arguments. Okay, yeah, 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 I get it. I get you sure do that, too. And the gypsies, oh, well, the gypsies, man, they're just causing problems for everybody, right? You get rid of them as well. And then, listen, we'll be left with this pure Aryan race. And you're a part of it, so everything's okay. Everything will be fine for you. So that's why, Mike, I lean into this issue. Because I've seen how this goes. And, and Mike may very well be a super nice guy. I don't know. And he says he likes the show most of the time. And that's great. I appreciate it. But please make no mistake. This is what is at stake. And when you have groups around the world who are standing up and demonstrating, screaming, hollering publicly, gas the Jews, finish the work that Hitler started, I understand that. I know where that's going. I know where it's been. And again, I know who's on the list. I know who's on the list. And I get, I, I get on the list twice. Right? Jewish, and as I learned from uh, my mom, we, we've got the Romani connection, the uh, gypsies. But number one on that list, as you have figured out, is Julia. Right? That's going to be the first person they come to. That's who they're going to come to and say, look, she, she doesn't have the same quality of life as we do. We just make it better for everybody. And so, Mike, I lean into it 110% because there's nobody, not you, not anybody, who's going to hurt my daughter. That's just not going to happen. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It's uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Greg Jarrett from Fox News is going to be with us tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Yes, I, I'm going to go on a couple of reconnaissance runs this weekend. I, I got to check out where, where Tony Pham says he, he found the McRib. I know there's no meat in there. I don't care. What did Tony say? It's cardboard dipped in barbecue sauce. Yes, but Tony, don't forget, it's got onions and pickles, which is an amazing combination. Uh, in addition to that, my big mission this weekend, 
uh, is heading over to uh, Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market. And Tom will be with us tomorrow afternoon to talk about the increasing price of groceries. I hate to tell you this, Thanksgiving and Christmas is going to be a lot pricier than it was last year. Yes, of course it's Biden inflation. My God, who else is responsible for this nonsense? But uh, uh, Tom's going to be with us tomorrow. We'll talk about uh, some of these things. And in addition to that, like I said, i got to head over this weekend because we got to get our stuff. We always get the, uh, the big stuff from Tom. We get the turkey, and we'll get sides, and a million other things. And uh, Tom will be with us to talk dollars and cents tomorrow, maybe a giblet or two. Uh, Greg Jarrett from Fox News as well. How am I going to start out my day tomorrow? Easy. Be listening to my buddy John Reed at 6 a.m. Hope to see you there. It's 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 535, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It's Tuesday, which I know is nothing to get excited about. I don't care, even if we do call it Wednesday Eve, that's not going to fly either. The return of the McRib, making some of us probably a little bit happier than we should be. Um, There are one or two good things that are happening, right? I mean, all kidding aside, there's some good stuff that's happening. There's some bad stuff that's happening. Uh, I'm done with elections for the foreseeable future. I'm just giving you the heads up. Came through the election season, and and I know, I know, we've got a a presidential election coming up, but uh, it's going to be a while before we really focus on that, I just got other stuff that I think we need to talk about, that we need to address. Uh, I'm happy in many ways that our elections are mostly over, although, I mean, it's pretty clear with this Ghazala Hashmi debacle, telling people she lives in a, uh, a rented apartment as opposed to the $600,000 house uh, she owns in Midlothian. I, I don't know that anybody's buying that. And it is going to be incumbent upon the Attorney General to investigate that fully and uh, bring charges. It's a felony if, in fact, she lied on those forms. And if she lied on those forms, then by all means, she needs to be held accountable. She should do the decent thing and simply resign. She won't do that, of course, but she should. So that's pretty much over. State House, we're pretty well well finished right we had uh, republicans that what a two-seat majority now it's a two-seat minority i know there's a lot of attacks on todd gilbert oh he was too close to governor youngkin i'm sorry gang you gotta we've got a team and at the head of the team is the coach or or you know if you're on the field it's quarterback and, and that's what you do you march down the field try and get it over the line that's that's what you do sometimes you like the coach sometimes you don't sometimes you like the quarterback sometimes you don't uh, but uh, after uh, such a minimal defeat, and that's what it was. This is why, well, here I am talking about politics. But, it, I mean, the the defeat, which is being heralded, of course, by the uh, the left-wing bootlickers in uh, legacy newsrooms around America. Oh, my God. Look at it. Look at it go, gang, it's like 2,000 votes out of millions cast. And some of these seats, it was 100 votes one way or the other. And could it have been handled with some additional money? Yeah, probably. If we would have gotten money from the RNC, I say we, the Republican Party of Virginia would have gotten additional funds from the RNC. I got news for you. Be a very, very different situation. But all of that aside, let me put all of that aside, because I really don't want to talk about politics uh, right now. I don't want to deal with elections right now. I want to get through the holidays. 
I love Thanksgiving. I think I've shared this with you. And for me, it becomes like a three-day thing. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week, I'm off. I'm out of here. Don't, don't, don't do anything. Don't call. Don't write. Don't email. Because I'm, I'm checked out. Wednesday, I got a lot of prep to do, a lot of cooking to do. Thursday, we are hosting uh, some friends of ours, and we're going to have nine, yeah, we're going to have nine adults, and <laughs> at some point, how do you know, we're, we're saying, okay, so we're going to do this at the bar. We always do it at our bar, and we don't have a dining room table, or yeah, there's no formal dining, we're just not, I realize we're not really formal dining people, but... <laughs> So we always host people at the bar, and it's great. It's great fun. But we said, you know, we don't have enough seats at the bar for everybody, and we're like three short, which means our three sons, none of whom is a child at this point, you know, two of them are, uh, what was it, Harry would be 22, I think PJ is 21 or 22, Joe's 18. So everybody's of age, you know what I mean? But I think they're going to be sitting at the camp. We're going to have to do our version of the kids' table. But it's going to be great fun, and we're trying to coordinate travel and all these other things that pop up at the holidays. And I love each and every part of it. I really do. We get through that, and Hanukkah this year is December the 7th. We got Christmas, obviously, on December the 25th. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. There's a lot of stuff that you and I need to look at, need to think about. Many people, as we get nearer and nearer and nearer to the end of the year, change our focus a little bit. Start thinking about the new year. Oh, okay, you know, I'm going to take a course. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Okay. I've never really been one for the, the New Year's resolutions. Just because I, I, I think for many people, it's, it's, it's very, very artificial. Just very artificial. If you look at it and say, okay, well, you know, this is a good starting date. That's fine, but if, if you're doing it simply for the sake of the New Year's resolution, eh, I, I don't know that it's going to work out. I really don't. In the midst of all of this, we have terrible things happening around the world. Terrible things. And I know Mike is upset about me, you know, what do you say, leaning into this too much, but it is what it is. And I want to give you a little feel for some of this. Uh, again, I reference the folks who are in newsrooms around America, overwhelmingly left of center. And as we're seeing now more and more, uh, some real anti-Semitism that we're, we're seeing, unfortunately, come out. Let me give you an example. Uh, CBS, this is cut number one, please. For those left inside Al-Shifa, it is a living hell. But even in hell, there are rules. In war, hospitals are off-limits. If misused, they can become legitimate targets, but the patients, their caregivers, and above all, children who cannot leave must be protected. And CBS has learned that a three-year-old American girl is among the hostages being held in Gaza after her parents were killed during the Hamas attack. And tonight, Nora, Hamas is floating the idea of releasing up to 70 women and children in exchange for a five-day truce. Oh, isn't that, isn't that generous of them? Oh, what civilized barbarians they really are. We'll give you 70 hostages that we stole. Human beings we kidnapped. 
little babies who are with us because, well, you know, we raped their mother, then we killed her, then we killed the father. But but otherwise, I mean, the girl, the little girl's okay. She's three years old. She'll be fine. She won't remember any of it. Don't worry about it. We'll give you 70 out of the 200. All you have to do, spin the wheel, make the deal. Well, just give us a five-day truce. That's all we're at. Five days ceasefire. What are you going to do during the five days? You going to evacuate the wounded? Nope. Are you going to distribute food and water and clothing? No, 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 no. What will Hamas do with a five-day ceasefire? They will rearm and re-up. Hospitals are supposed to be off limits. Okay. You do know who puts themselves bases themselves, puts headquarters for Hamas terrorists inside of hospitals. That's Hamas that does that, not Israel. See, when you enter the Israeli hospitals, as you've tried to do to slaughter innocents there, now you're just simply slaughtering innocents. Israel, with surgical precision, is trying to take out the degenerates who lead Hamas. And where are these cowards? Where are these weasels? They're inside of hospitals. They put sick children in front of themselves. How about uh, cut number two? Let me start with the hospitals. Even if Israel's claim that Hamas command and control is under al-Shifa, as well as under other hospitals, other Hamas units, even if that were to prove true, and my understanding is that the U.S. has not independently confirmed that intel, does that justify striking a hospital? These questions have been raised by uh, General Brown, CQ Brown, and others, that even getting a couple of terrorists or a terrorist cell doesn't justify targeting a hospital. This is the extra burden that we've been talking about for the Israeli Defense Forces as they try to go after Hamas leaders. And you're right, I'm not going to speak about intelligence matters, but we know it's open source reporting that Hamas headquarters themselves in things like hospitals and schools, and they uh, have uh, tunnels underneath residential complexes. They put uh, the innocent people of Gaza at risk in harm's way just by how they headquarter themselves. Right. Andrea Mitchell, what an abomination. What an absolute embarrassment. Well, even if you get the leaders of the the terrorist cells, I mean, is it really worth it? This is war. This is what war looks like. And I'll remind you who started the war. Wasn't Israel. Hamas started the war. Hamas said we're slaughtering 1,400 innocent people. We are inviting you to 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 uh, launch a war against us. Okay, congratulations. You got your wish. This is war, and it is ugly and nasty. And if you want civilization to survive, if you want Western values to survive, you stand with Israel. If, in fact, you look at the barbarians at the gate and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I I like what they're doing, you know, beheading small children. Sure, I'm down with that. Well, then you stand with evil. 544, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 552, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA, Tuesday evening. Quick reminder, tomorrow, Wednesday, we've got Greg Jarrett joining us from Fox News Plus. Our uh, on-the-street investigative journalist, uh, Mike Dickinson, is going to be here. He's the guy that's been working this Gazala Hashmi investigation since day one, and he will be with us with all of the details. 
It's a, it's a fascinating case and one that needs to be pursued and investigated. Uh, we will talk more about it tomorrow. I want to give you the second little snippet here. Andrea Mitchell and, uh, well, hold on to your hair, gang, because you're just not going to believe what she has to say in cut number three. I know you don't want to talk about intelligence, but I do have reporting also that there is some concern and some pressure from the administration on Israel to produce more evidence about what they say is going on under the hospitals. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about our diplomatic conversations with our Israeli counterparts, and I'm certainly not going to get into matters of intelligence. Uh, I would just say what I said before. It's open source reporting. I mean, it's out. It's it's public in the public domain that uh, this is a tactic by Hamas. Uh, they do headquarter themselves in places of civilian infrastructure, whether that's schools or, or government buildings or uh, hospitals, certainly tunneling under homes. Uh, they deliberately try to peep place the people of Gaza, innocent Palestinians, between them and the Israeli Defense Forces. Because they know uh, that the burden is on the Israeli Defense Forces to try to preserve uh, and protect civilian life. They know that, and, they, and, they're, and they're deliberately putting these people in harm's way. I mean, we talk about the law of war, law of armed conflict, and I've heard people talk about war crimes. It is against the law of armed conflict to do exactly what Hamas is doing, tunneling and creating uh, human shields out of the innocent people of Gaza. No, and just to be clear, to, just to be clear, I understand that they've done that before. There's a lot of assumptions being made here, but I know at least that you don't have independent corroboration about these specific instances. But I understand well, you're not going to talk about intel. Yeah, again, I'm going to be careful about what I say uh, around intelligence here. But again, it's it's common knowledge that this is a tactic for Hamas. They do this. They have done Understood. this for many many years. So, so she's questioning, oh, I don't have independent confirmation uh, that they're using uh, innocent people as human shields. Really? What the hell is wrong with you? Take a look at some of the video. Take a look at some of the photos. Hell, read their manuals. Read their directives. They're proud of this. Oh, you know, we don't have somebody independent from NBC News. Who gives a crap? You're NBC News. Nobody respects you to begin with. Well, you know, the New York Times, the New York Times had embedded Hamas people. Well, we don't have an independent uh, confirmation that uh, under the, 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 the hospital. Shut up. Honest to God, there's just nothing left to say except shut up and sit down. You pick whichever way. You want to sit down first and then shut up. You want to shut up and then sit down. I don't really care. But honestly, the directive to you is shut up, sit down. Anyway. All right, listen, gang, it's been a wonderful afternoon. It really has. Tomorrow, Greg Jarrett is going to be here from Fox News. First thing tomorrow, of course, start your day 6 a.m. with my friend John Reed. You'll have uh, Gary Hess there, uh, one of the best of the best. And uh, you'll just have a great time tomorrow starting at 6. I'll see you then. Uh, Have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRB. Going home now to stay. Baseball.
is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 